one of you is the monster. Monster? We're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are... A, a Very British, British Horror. Well, I think I should tell the listeners what we're going to be uh, talking about in this episode. Okay. We're going to be talking about bread on Satan's coat. Are we really? Mm, aren't we? It's, it's been a little while since I watched this, to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought it was blood on Santa's goat. I thought we'd be getting festive. <laughs> Yes, welcome to this Christmas episode of a very British fire. Because <laughs> Santa's well known for his goats. Rudolph the red-nosed goat. <laughs> and um, the, the, the special twist in this is that, um, unfortunately, due to various um, illnesses and personal circumstances, we've uh, had a little bit of delay in, in between the viewing of <laughs> the film, which Wikipedia tells me was called Blood on Satan's Claw, <coughs> That's right. and um, actually coming to, to, to discuss it. So this is kind of the game, how much could we actually remember? Yeah, this and, could be very short <laughs> yeah. episode. And it might be quite factually inaccurate. I no mean, change there, then. Well, yeah. So I think we've already established in the preamble, before we started recording, that this isn't the one with Vincent Price as a vampire. Uh, no. Great. Okay. So that, that, and that is fact. You can bank that. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Vincent Price does not play a vampire in this film. No. In fact, we could be really, really factually accurate by just saying, just saying facts that are blatantly not true and saying that they're not true. And then our podcast will be 100% accurate all the time. Okay, let's start with the fact. <laughs> Do we actually see any blood on Satan's claw in this film? There are claws in there. I don't know if they're necessarily all Satan's. It could but, be. Well. But I don't, I don't know that we do, necessarily. Do we? I don't know. I, I, I don't. I mean, it's hard to establish that. <coughs> I, I don't really think we... I, I think this whole question hinges on whether it's Satan's claw or not. Mm, yes, it does. Yeah, so we'll probably get back to that because that is <coughs> that is an important fact, you know, whether whether the title because because this 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 film follows on from Witchfinder General essentially it's the same production company. Um, Witchfinder General was quite a big success, and yeah. they've obviously gone back to the well, as it were, and yeah. um, similar sort of themes. Yeah, although it does turn a few of them on their heads. Yeah. What I wonder with this, actually, talking about the title, is whether it actually, um, whether the title came first, as as they quite often did. Well, I understand not. Okay. I I, I understand that um, this is this this particular title was an invention of the American distributor. Uh, okay. And the the, the preferred title is um, Satan's Skin. Although it was never released under that. Okay. And that actually, watching the film, makes a little bit more sense. It does, yeah. But it's not such a good title. It's not a catchy title, is it? Well, what I find... um, Sounds like sort of um, satanic porn magazine. Yes, yes it does. (laughs) Yes it does. (laughs) I think you you've probably segued into you know, dodgy territory there. Let's, let's not speculate on the contents of any such magazine. Let's, let's go go back to the, the title of this film. 
Because what one thing that I found quite odd, uh, is so trivial it's ridiculous, is that I I couldn't believe this film is actually called The Blood on Satan's Core. Wow. That's completely but is it? useless use of the word the. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think people just sort of drop it. It's like the Star Wars, isn't it? It's yeah, like... it's, not in, it's not in all versions, though, apparently. So not all versions have the on it. Oh, interesting. Mm. Well, I, I go by UK titles, so... What's what's the official UK title? Um, don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but blood on Satan's claw sounds better. Blood on Satan's claw sounds better. The wiki article says it's called the blood on Satan's claw, but that could be American, couldn't it? Mm. So, so it's, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to IMDb now. We are so. Hot on facts, aren't we? I think we are, or we're just trying to avoid talking about a film we can't remember. What film is that? Oh yes, this film. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So on on IMDb, it's there on the IMDb. It is, but the picture doesn't have the word there. No, it doesn't. It. So it's been dropped dropped from that DVD. That's the Anchor Bay DVD cover. And the word there isn't on there. Nope. This is fascinating. We could spin off a whole episode <laughs> about whether it's blood on Satan's claw or the blood on Satan's claw or Satan's skin. We could do. Let's not do that. No. Okay, let's, let's talk about something else instead. What do you want? Well, should we do a brief outline of the plot? Which will be a challenge, okay. it, frankly. <laughs> okay, let's, let's do it. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, essentially... Okay. Right. <laughs> the plot. Vincent Price is his vampire. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, so there's a it's, this is a rural sort of uh, village, um, in and England in England in the I think we worked out is it the 17th century. No, no, it's the 18th. 18th century. century. IMDb says 17th century, but it well, it's the 1700s, isn't it? Yeah, which so is 18th century. 18th century. Oh, IMDb, you are so wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's just someone not understanding centuries versus right. dates. And we can be very precise that it's yep. 18th century. Because there's a line which we, we were just talking about, um, again in the preamble, um, which is absolutely um, great. And it's delivered by um, Patrick Weimark. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I'm, going to, I'm going to navigate to it so I can read it out. So can you do it in his voice? Um, can I he do sort of has that kind of gurgly voice. Um, I can't really do impressions. Okay. But he says... I give you his Catholic Majesty, King James the Third. May God bless him and keep him in exile. Yeah. Right. So, James the Third was never king, obviously. This is uh, James the Old Pretender he's talking about, who yep. um, became the Old Pretender in 1701. Yep. Therefore, IMDb is wrong. Yes. Officially wrong, totally wrong. Yep. There we go. So... Don't look at IMDb. Get all your facts <laughs> from us. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's set in this, this uh, village and it opens on a guy who's ploughing a field mm. and as he's ploughing the field he comes across something a little bit odd uh, in, the, in the ground. It's a, a sort of fairy thing. Cadaver. It's a fairy yeah, cadaver. Yeah, it's a part of a fairy sort of body and, and and the opening titles come up as it's revealed there is an eye oh, yeah. in there. 
And and, this and, and yes, so that, that, and on that comes up the the blood on Satan's claw over an eye. And the, the guy that's found it <laughs> is our juvenile lead. Um, kind of, yeah, sort of, but it's um, yeah. It's Barry Andrews playing yeah. playing Gallows. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he sort of is the juvenile lead, but um. So so yes, and then what what happens? And I I have to say at this point, I I the what was going on lost me a little bit, but then I did get back into it again. Uh, he goes, he goes to the he local goes to the local local sort of. It's well, it's the he's a judge, isn't he? The some sort of judge magistrate type person who presumably is is. I can't. I don't know much about society and how it worked, but presumably he oversees that that particular area. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like, like the sheriff. He's like a sort of lord or sheriff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and, uh, and points out that you know it's it's uh, it's clearly something a bit weird or it's. Uh, I found uh, a yeah, demon. You found a like demon that. or something like that, and the judge just says, "Don't be so stupid. It's it's probably an animal." And uh, yeah, and then from there on in, uh, things start to go a bit crazy. That's that's my summary. <laughs> so, so um, we stay with so, the so judge. We stay with we the stay, judge. We stay. We do stay with him for a bit, and then he's got his, is is it his son? I can't remember. Played by Simon Williams. No, no. I I think he's visiting. Or he's vis- He's visiting the house of a a friend who's a widow, and and, yeah. and it's it's her son, isn't it? Something to do with that. Yeah. And he's yeah, so he's played by Simon Williams. Um, Simon Williams, who, who you would usually associate with comedy here, yeah. here putting in a, a horror performance. Don't wait up. Was, was that the? Was that the? Simon Williams, Nigel Havers. Yeah. 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 Don't know where that came from. I'd completely forgotten about that until just then. Um, yes, and he's bringing home his new girlfriend. They don't necessarily, or the, the new woman that wants to be his wife. And, they're not necessarily. They don't necessarily approve of her because she's, um, she's not of the right class. Exactly. So he immediately marked out as a gold digger. Yeah. So she she sort of have, has to go up and they prepare a room in the attic so that he, she's away from him and etc. That kind of thing. And. Uh, Basically, there's something in the attic. He, um, yeah. So Simon Williams has, well, he, he, has, he, has brought brought his girlfriend yeah. over to, to well, stay, and that's sneak up, pretty doesn't sca- he, a bit later. Pretty scandalous, yeah. actually. Yeah. And and so um, the, <coughs> the the mother or stepmother or, or whatever the relationship is. Um, um, insists that that she stays in a, in the attic, which yeah. is obviously the haunted room they have in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Okay. And uh, the, the the girlfriend's um, called Rosalind, I think. Okay. Is that, is that right? Oh, but I, I, yeah. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Not yeah. that it really matters because she's not around for long. Well, unfortunately not because after uh, spending a night in um, in the haunted attic, 
she she comes out totally mad and yes. with a claw for her head. Yeah, and and, and she also attacks her um, prospective mother-in-law, and uh, um, soon afterwards the mother-in-law disappears. Yeah, um, just walks out into the cold, and then the judge organises a big search, but she can't be found. Yeah, I wonder what actually happens to her. I don't think it's ever revealed. Is no, it? no. <laughs> um, but then, then, then the action kind of changes again. Yes. The, the, the judge just gets upset and goes off to London. Yeah. Well, he, he has he has business, I think. Oh yeah. So. And um, we start to follow the young people of the village. Yes. Yeah. Who um, uh, basically turn mysteriously evil. Yeah. Um, a lot of them do, um, but because I think I think they they decide there's a there's a girl called, called Angel. Angel. She's again, which um, long time yeah. listeners of this podcast yes. will recognise there was an angel in Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Yeah, and but in this film it's an ironic title because she is actually a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. But then she she's they're all in the the school which is like being having lessons taught by the uh, the, the local. So, well, it's the Sunday school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the, 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 the local sort of priest. He's not is he a priest. I suppose I don't know what his official title is. Um, his official title is Reverend Fallowfield. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's played by Anthony Ainley. Anthony Ainley, who um has got no um. We're not let's see if we can. Let's see if we can. Yeah, let's see if we can get through this whole whole thing without mentioning that that program. Okay, it's not on purpose because there's obviously far too many people that have, in this that have been in that program. In that program. Um, okay. Yeah. So he he um, they're all sort of mucking around because Angel has something that they all want to sort of look at. That's just sounding quite rude now. But um <laughs> especially given what happens. Yeah. Um and it's a, it's a, it's some little fairy claw thing, presumably part of this 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 body thing that's yeah. they found earlier. Um and then basically they all start to all the kids start to sort of misbehave and then there's a bit is that is it later on where she comes back on her own uh, and tries, and to, tries to seduce the, the reverend, him. but he he won't have any of it. But then um, then he gets accused. She she basically accuses him of um, yeah, but that that touching her in the, an indecent way. That's at uh, the funeral of her friend in the, ah yes, in, who 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 they all kill. Yeah, because they they basically start sacrificing each other to. Do you think devil. it's showing that we have? It's been a while since we've watched this film. No, not not at all. Um, I, I I believe that um, well, there's a couple of victims in this this fact. Well, I think one one of which is a popular actress called Wendy Padbury, very very popular with certain yeah. certain people. Yes. Certain, certain particular kind of fan would very much appreciate the performance of Wendy Padbury. Yes. Yeah. A great friend of uh, the actor Fraser Hines, I believe. Yeah, no, you could be right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Yes, and then so basically a sort of a kind of weird hysteria takes over the the all of the 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 children of the of the village. Yeah, Um, the 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 Reverend gets uh, 
basically banged up for being yeah. a rapist by um because the judge is gone but the, the the guy that's in charge is some bumbling old idiot yeah, he's a squire squire yeah. middleton yeah, yeah. Um, and um yeah i think um, uh, the reverend's actually only saved from being um hanged <laughs> yeah. but by, by by um another another murder that he couldn't possibly have done yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, then the reverend then disappears. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the boy who's murdered isn't he the son of? See, so this is where it gets a bit confusing. But he wasn't he the son of the family that Wendy Papri's part of, and also, um, uh, what's his name, the guy who's right at the beginning, Ralph. Oh. They all part. They're all part of the same family, I think. Oh. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't well, know. Well, but Wendy Pabry's character is called Cathy Vespers. Okay, yeah, maybe Gower, not that. So. No, okay. Um, okay, and everything builds to uh, a big conclusion. The judge comes back. We'll talk about that. Yeah, and there's another there's, there's another bit where one of the the, the teenagers who uh, it, it, it gets chased um, as a witch as well, which is the sort of... Ba- well, basically... The, well, that's when the judges come back. That's when the judges come back, so, yeah. Who, who's been uh, transformed from a rationalist into uh, a, a witch-finder general. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then... then well, he, he's... he's he, there's a, isn't there a bit where he... Sort of... I don't know if he comes back, but there's a bit where he's he says about how he kind of suddenly starts be- to believe that there's something evil going on and goes off to research... Research it all in in some books. Well, back in wherever they are. Yeah, that's right. Um, and when he comes back, then uh, this case this, it's Michelle Dutrice actually. Yeah. Um, it's Margaret. She gets she gets rounded up, and she's about to be um, uh, or she is ducks, isn't she, or something like that? They they round yeah, up. They, yeah, yeah. And then 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 she's actually saved by Ralph Gower, who knows full well. Yeah. She's she's a witch, but he thinks he can uh, redeem her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it turns out, yeah, you know, she really does love Satan too much. Yeah. <laughs> and all of these, all of these people, all these people that seem to like Satan seem to have a a, a furry patch growing on their skin. Oh, and um, in fact, the uh, the beast that we the cadaver yeah. at the beginning is is basically being reconstructed yes. by this. Yeah. And and you know when we're talking, these sacrifices are being they're being murdered. For a bit yeah. of for a bit of the beast, yeah, so yeah. it's quite a gruesome idea, quite a yeah. good idea, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and um, our hero Ralph uh, at, at the end <coughs> sees that his um, his leg is now all furry, yeah. and uh, we've seen a few glimpses of the uh, the, the demon who um, yeah. is limping about on one leg, so <laughs> but otherwise looks pretty intact. So uh, yeah. we know this is the last bit, and. Yeah. Uh, like basically, Satan will, will, will walk abroad. Yeah. Um, hop abroad. Well, he's hop. Yeah, and 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 yeah, we'll be able to wreak his um, his demonic yeah. havoc. Um, but and then there's a there's another big. Uh, it's really really good big ritual out in the, in this ruined church, real yeah. ruined church. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. Um, and um, yeah, so the judge has to lead the forces of goodness against against it. Um, so let's talk. Uh, Let's talk a bit about the cast. That's what we like to do. We yep. mentioned a couple of names. Um, oh, uh, I, I just noticed uh, in the cast list there's a Howard Gorney plays a character called the Doctor. Yeah. 
I don't know why you're saying that has, has any significance. No. <laughs> okay, so we've got um, the judge who's played by Patrick Wymark. Now, Patrick Wymark, uh, a TV actor, I think. Yeah. We've seen him in Witchfinder General in a kind of inexplicable one-scene cameo yeah. as, as Cromwell when I think he promotes in Ogilvy. But you don't yeah. see a lot. You don't really get a feel for whether he's any good no. or not in that. It's too short. Um, and... You know, I think there wasn't there a suggestion that they, there were other actors that they tried to get. I think supposedly they asked Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing, but couldn't afford either of them. What to play Cromwell? No, no, in this film to play oh, the judge. Oh, I think I, I think that's I think that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then considered sort of other people like Donald Pleasance or well, I mean, Michael Goff. It's actually true, I think, for. Every single horror film that doesn't have Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, well, yes. in, in, yeah. in these in this, in this period, of, yeah. that they were probably offered the role, <laughs> the lead role at some stage. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, that, that that's that is true. And yeah. um, but Patrick, what, this is Weimark's last ever role. I think he yeah. uh, he died sadly. Uh, I, he looks quite quite early. I don't think well, he was he that looks, old. He does look old, quite old. I don't think he was that well a person, but he was forty five apparently yeah. when he died. Um, but it's a very different performance to Lee or Cushing or Price. It's much more yes. like Donald Pleasance. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it's much much more that kind of acting. I think. <clears throat> yeah, um, he sounds a bit like John Pertwee, I think, as well. That probably doesn't help in a horror film. Although yeah. House of Drip Blood is perfectly good, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, John John Pertwee, he's famous for something, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know some program rather. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I mean, as far as I know, this is Patrick Wymark's only really significant horror film role. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. No, no. Um, and if, if you look at his Wikipedia pages, he's dressed as a British officer in Where Eagles Dare. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh. What? His, his filmography includes um, the skull. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, we might come back to that at one stage. Yeah, um, we might do. Uh, also, um, Children of the Damned, which is. Um, it's quite interesting looking on there as well. The the film he did just before. Was called this Cromwell. was called Cromwell, although I don't, don't think he plays Cromwell in it. No, I'm absolutely sure that's <laughs> no. the one with Richard Harris. Yes, Cromwell. He must have been quite annoyed to miss out. Um, he plays the Earl of Stratford. Okay, he sounds like someone that dies fairly early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that film's much good either. That yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, repulsion as well. Okay, probably someone that dies fairly early on. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so, uh, he plays landlord. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of uh, Polanski there. So you know, actually, he seemed to have a pretty good, uh, good sort of a pretty good career in the sixties. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a real, a real, a real shame that he didn't, he didn't ca- carry on to the seventies, and a real shame as well he didn't do more horror films because yeah, I, he's I, quite I, I good, like, isn't he? I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I'm quite impressed. I like, I like the different style, and I think um, it meant there's, there's a lot of counterpoints <coughs> to Witchfinder General. It's na- natural enough, and 
um, he's his character is he is the witch finder in this. That's that's, yeah. that's what he does. Um, but but it's it's not it's much. Under, I mean, with his surprises, understated the witch finder yeah. compared to what he normally is like. But Patrick Weimark's still quite a lot more subtle than Vincent Price at his most subtle. Yeah, I, yeah. I think there's quite an interesting difference as well in that um, Witchfinder General Vincent Price is is very 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 into it's like his whole ideology is is hunting down witches and um, it's that sort of and that it's that sort of obsession that's kind of corrupted him a little bit as well yes so he's not he's a really unpleasant man whereas the the judge is sort of the flip of that in that he's he's a very rational man of kind of logic and science at the beginning if you like it's quite and benign he's, isn't he's very benign and very much a um a, a, a genuine sort of person very kind of um uh you know, up, up, wants to uphold the law. Is very, but he's very kind of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? But he's 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 that kind kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, a good person. I, I yes, think, I think he's also he is yeah. he's also a And then patriarch. and then he slowly comes to uh, have ha, I think reluctantly accept that that something beyond rationality is happening in this place. And so then, reluctantly, sort of becomes the witchfinder type role. So That's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And and he, he teams up with the mute, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> and yeah, there's there's a as I mentioned, there's a doctor in the village who is not really a man of science. No. It's more 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 superstitious, more of a country man. But then I think that's that's. That was generally the case with medicine in that sort of era. It's it's quite similar. There was to a lot of bleeding and this kind of stuff. Quite similar to the Doctor that uh, Patrick McGee played in, and uh, now the screaming starts. Yeah. Which 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 is a, a film that's sort of similar to this, but now the screaming starts really much more done in a Hammer style yeah. Amicus, but it was much more of a. We we laughed about that, didn't we? The graveyard with the dry ice, even though it was a bright yeah, sunny yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas this this is this absolutely um, continues the Witchfinder General um, beautiful British yeah. English countryside. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's very very sort of yeah that that kind of there is a ruined muted there is a, that colours. ruined church we mentioned yeah but it's, it's like in the middle of the lovely country yeah it's yeah. very it's very picturesque and it's not it's not yeah. got the, it's, this is not a gothic film no no not at all uh, there are very very few night scenes aren't there in this I can't think of that there were that many well Angel tries to seduce Reverend Fallowfield at night but that's pretty much yeah that's about uh, it yeah. most of the time it's it's daylight and yeah you know, there, there's there's no sort of well, the, ri- the rituals are all. Anything. The rituals are basically all during the day, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, it, it, in that sense, it's exactly like Witchfinder General. Yeah. But obviously, they flipped it over because Witchfinder General was about evil uh, people, like yeah. you know, Matthew Hopkins. Yeah. And is a, is a 
Well, it's the about the perception. So it's totally evil. It's about it? the perception that there's um, the witchcraft happening when there absolutely isn't. It's being used as an excuse. Yeah, as an excuse for, for just, or, yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas this flips it in that it, there's genuine witchcraft happening. That's, that, that's, that's right, and the authorities are kind of slow to react. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I mean that's 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 definitely one of the main the main differences. Um so I think Angel's played by Linda Hayden, who is most famous for the uh, confessions being in the confessions films with really? Robin Asquith. Yeah. <laughs> but but also I believe in she one was of in the Dragons. Taste the Blood of Dragons. Yeah, Taste the Blood of Dragons, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Um and so we mentioned Michelle Dutrice, uh, yeah, very good actress, very good role as um, Margaret, the Satanist uh, accomplice. Uh, Margaret eventually <coughs> murdered by Angel, I think. yeah, yeah, so, um, not being sufficiently devoted to the satanic cause. Um, so uh, Wendy Padbury, very good as a poor innocent who's lured away, yeah, yeah, to to her doom, yeah. Um, that, uh, quite creepy. That that's kind of yeah. Uh, that's a, that's that's kind of horrible. Do you know what? Actually, just because uh, this, <coughs> I think this film did stay with me for quite a while and certain bits of it. Um, the bit that I rationally kind of kept freaking me out was there was there's there's a point where Angel. Gains some eyebrows. She does. She does. And, and it's it is they're, they're just kind of quite. It's so subtle. It's quite. It is a stupid little thing, but it, it kind. But it does make her look really creepy and just kind of different and no. and, and and yeah, and slightly unsettling. Because and it's, her, her, her 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 beautiful face. Yeah. Is distorted and yeah. it's not in a like a massive prosthetic way. No. It's, it's just really effective. No, it is. It is effective. It's enough. You know, she sort of reminds me of, as well. And like, uh, you, you know, um, not in the Disney sense, but there's almost a sort of mischievous fairy quality to it as well. Which, yeah, um, yeah, which is, it sort of makes it a bit more creepy. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because I think I don't think that's just one of the the absolute triumphs. It sounds really stupid, pair of eyebrows, but it's one of the absolute triumphs of, of this film that, that that just really works. I, I think so, and you know the, the well, the, the very subtle way that the, the, the Satan essentially is constructed. Um, Means that the effect is always quite good. You do see a little bit, but never enough to make it look yeah look, 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 look rubbish. So um, you've got to praise the the, the direction uh, directed by a man called Pierce Haggard, who um, I mean I think you struggle to say he had a distinguished career. Um, I mean, <laughs> brilliant middle name. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Argo, <laughs> something like that. Um, What's that? It's not Inigo. Inigo, yeah. Um, a relative of uh, H. Ryder Haggard, whom um, 
did a reasonable amount of TV and <laughs> including, yeah. including space space precincts, but also some Dennis Potter stuff, Pennies from Heaven, yeah, um, and the Crater Mass, but the rubbish one, the seventies one. <laughs> Interestingly enough, about that Crater Mass. Um, this is the ITV yeah. John Mills one, John Mills one, sometimes called the Crater Mass Conclusion. Yeah, um, that's wrong. But 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 in that 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 has like hippie kids being uncontrollable. Yeah, being swine. uncontrollable. And, and, and that that's, that's quite. You can see it's a very similar. I see thinking yeah. about it, it's, stylistically, it's very similar. You can see what what Piers, yeah. well Piers Haggard obviously, you know, had it in for. Uh, hippies and by hippies <laughs> he mean everyone every young person <laughs> um, yes it was to be fair in, flower to be fair in, in crater mass that's that's nigel neil being a grumpy old man isn't well it? if that is nigel neil being a curmudgeon absolutely yeah but or more of a curmudgeon m- well <laughs> but maybe, maybe i mean obviously he wrote it but yeah. i mean pierce haggard's obviously in sympathy with that because here in blood and satan's claw You've got the um, the young people running amok, you know, because if you don't keep a strict control of them, apparently they all immediately murderously turn to Satan. Yeah, that's that's why they, they they're not listening to their priest, and so they're all killing each other. And there's rape. I don't. Yeah, there is. A, yeah, nasty sexual violence and uh, um, oh, horror, horrible, horrible yeah. killing and stuff. And it's all basically because. Well, obviously because Satan got in, but also you know their their beloved paternal leader, the uh, the, the, the patriarch of the town, is, is, is absent, but he yeah. does come back to rescue them from their their youthful, ungodly urges, and yeah. you know put the, uh, the the women in their place because obviously the ringleader being a woman angel. So you know if you if you were looking at this film from a kind of um, uh, academic perspective, you might look at this and think it was quite reactionary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> well, it's it's not you you it's not really a great triumph of feminism or um uh, or if you look at it sort of politically um for instance the uh, the the bourgeois judge is the hero yeah. it's not the yeah, exactly. not the good not old the... man of the soil is it the, no. the juven- unfortunately our juvenile the Lee doesn't doesn't save the day no, <laughs> he, no. he he almost gets killed and so he gets res- rescued by his um. This benign landowner. Yeah. yeah. So it, 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 I think, well, Pierce Haggard here doesn't seem to have um, really led the way in um, uh, sort of kitchen sink or hardline left wing no, political no. filmmaking <laughs> or te- television making. Um, no, they, no. You know, but then he's called Pierce Haggard and related that, to H. Ryder Haggard, so. <laughs> He's not really from that background, is he? Uh, uh, no, 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 he's not. No. Um, he, he also worked on um, an ITV show called The Rivals of Sherlock Holmes. I don't know if you've ever watched that. No. Uh, there was a network DVD of it. I had it for a while until um, its eBay value tempted me. Um, but it was kind, it was, it's kind of um, different detectives from the Victorian <coughs> and Edwardian era. Okay. Um, but it had, like, Peter Vaughan... Playing like a con man detective and uh, Robert Stevens. What's it going to do with Sherlock Holmes apart from trying to? No, nothing. Sell it. Sherlock Holmes isn't in it. It's quite clever. <laughs> so, so they use Sherlock Holmes in the title to just basically make people go, ah. Yeah, yeah, 
Yes. Yeah, it is, that is disappointing actually. And that's got um, I think Roy Detrice is one of the uh, yeah. one of the detectives. So um, well, I, I mean, I've got no evidence to say that they that that Piers Haggard did the Roy Detrice episode, but um, if he did, that would make that would really make sense, wouldn't it? It would. Um, you, you talk while okay. I, I check whether that actually happened. Right, so we're talking about mentioned about um, Ralph Gower, who's the juvenile lead. He's played by a guy called Barry Andrews, who was in another was in a Hammer film, but he was in a like like Linda Hayden, but he was in a different Hammer Dracula, and that he was in Dracula has risen from the grave. Oh yes. So yes. there's two two a, a, actors in this that are in different Hammer Draculas. Yeah, well, in fairness, there were a number of Hammond Dracula. Well, that's true. But, yeah, I just think that's quite interesting. He was also in The Spy Who Loved Me, although I don't know who he was. Yeah, if you, if you look at, at, at that, I think he was like... I uh, think he's crewman, probably like... Crewman on a boat rubbish, or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I, and um, he, he was also in, uh, uh, I think, a, a BBC television show. Yes. Four-parter, four 25 minutes an episode. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, his career seemed to. Uh, yeah, but he seemed to sort of yeah, dis- like you say, his career seemed to sort of disappear. Um, yeah, you've got Michelle Dotrice, who is most famous for being Frank Spencer's wife. Yeah. Yes, that's it. You say, ah, oh, as if you don't remember him. I remembered that. So she's actually Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not know? Uh, I think I must have known that. Yeah. <laughs> Her face is quite familiar. Uh. Um, and you have also got Anthony Ainley, which we've mentioned once, but he 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 had quite a interesting career. He's a uh, Yes. Obviously, most famous for the the land that time forgot. Oh, um, this is the episode of Brothers Sherlock Holmes that um, Piers Haggard did. Yeah. I actually, star- I starred someone called John Fraser as Dixon Juice, uh, but guest starring in the episode was a guy called Roger Delgado. Right, and <laughs> Caroline John. Yes, Cal- Caroline John. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, Roger Delgado and Anthony Angley uh, both played the same part in a particular. But yeah, but we, we're not obviously talking did. about that, but that's quite. Played it masterfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've ever done that joke. Um, yeah, interesting, hey? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so also just uh, not really of note, but among the other credits in actors, you've got Jeffrey Hughes, uh, yeah, most famous that? for <laughs> most famous for being. Um, in Coronation Street. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you you recognise the face. Yeah. yeah, Eddie Yates. Yeah. Uh, and he he has I think one line, that's and he's uncredited. So he's like the witch, isn't it? <coughs> something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course um, he was in that that BBC. Oh, uh, I, I believe there's another science there's, fiction there's TV show as well. An uncredited. Performance by Roberta Tovey, yeah. whom I, uh, if my memory serves, she was in a couple of Peter Cushing movies that Amethyst yeah. made. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so that's sort of about it, really, for the cast. Uh, um. Well, but something that's interesting, and it comes across when we uh, try and <laughs> grasp what the plot actually is, that um, characters keep coming and going. We obviously talk about yeah. the, the judge, but uh, Simon Williams's character, uh, Edmonton, yeah. uh, he, he he sort of appears on screen occasionally, sort of in the background or as part of a scene or something. Oh, and he's got a. He, um, there's a part he goes back into the haunted attic, doesn't he? And um, oh yes, and he, he's attacked by the uh, the claw. Yeah, and uh, he, he 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 like uh, rams it with a knife or something. Yeah. and then he but looks at it, like his, his own hand, his own hand, and then he's got um, then he afterwards he's he's one handed. Yeah, um, like Ash from Evil Dead, obviously, but I don't think it's a reference to that. No, because that was. That would be quite uncanny if it was. Yeah. <laughs> I can only predict an Evil Dead, but but there's a definite relationship there again with and now the screaming starts with the you know the one-handed yeah. ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. If it, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about now the screaming starts. Um, See, I don't, it doesn't occur to me that those two are similar in any way. But they, they, they are. But they are. You know, you're pointing out things. I, mean, I Ian, can kind of see. Well, you can. Ian Ogilvy might well be in that film because of the link between. I think that. Well, it's Mark Gatiss calls it folk horror. Yeah. And we've used that yeah. phrase as well, haven't we? And um, and now the screaming starts. I think, and we never mentioned this, but I think basically a folk horror film, apart from it's not because it's a hammer horror film, yeah. but it uses some folk horrors. Yeah. Stuff. Whereas, whereas this kind of thing, this is not ham- Hammer Horror. Which one in general? Nothing to do with Hammer Horror. This, this one, totally different take. Probably supernatural film. Still nothing to do with Hammer Horror. Not like Hammer Horror. No, film, not remotely. No, no. I mean, you'd watch this and you could see immediately it's not the same thing. No, it's not. It's a completely different feel to it. Oddly enough, I think it's it's got a a bit of a, a 70s feel, but not not in the kind of cheesy sense. Well, I, I think I've expanded before my theory that the early 70s, and this is a 1971 film, was the, the period of the greatest creativity um, yeah. within the British horror boom because um, the, the Hammer Blueprint was really old by 1971. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people just had to do different things with horror films. So yeah. You get a lot of the very best... British horror films are not like 50s; they're early, yeah. early 70s. Yeah. Well, I mean, also you had a lot of like in the US, there was a lot more starting to get a bit more experimentation. With, uh, well, with you've the got you've genre. got that great um, period of independence in the yeah. US. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you know there's a level of trying to match that really. Well, you know those. Those, those directors, they, 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 some of them had their roots in, well, in Roger Corman films, but I mean, um, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola, I, I'm sure um, he helped with the direction of that, The Terror, didn't he? I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, he was a protege of um, Roger Corman, wasn't he? Well, and uh, obviously um, Jack Nicholson before Easy Rider yeah. um, was, was in... In the Terror and also the Raven yeah. and uh, you know yeah. another, another Roger Corman uh, and also co co wrote and produced um, the Monkeys film Head. Did yeah yeah although uh, not technically a horror film but <laughs> yes <laughs> but you know just, just, just no, but that was part of his sort of pre pre, pre- fame so so yeah. 
you know, and some of the experimentation comes with the low budget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hammer and Amicus were set up as studios, Mm. but they they were. I mean, they weren't high budget, particularly by this time. But they, I don't think they were as creative because they were, in some ways, because they were locked into a studio system. They had pictures, you know. They're, they're, they're on what you said mentioned those Dracula films they're on about Dracula number 7 Dracula yeah, number 7 yeah, at this yeah. point they're, 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 they're not they're, they're not exactly innovating knocking them out yeah yeah whereas um, <clears throat> like Tygon yeah I mean so this is a Tony Tensor this is kind of a one man band he's yeah. sort of cashing in on the British horror boom and uh, he's he, he, he's, he, does, he can't afford Cushing and Lee so he gets a different actor it's done a yeah, different exactly. way so yeah. it's um yeah, so, so and Roger Corman and the Americans, mm. like, that was the site. That was yeah. you know, um, the um, the low budgets really did um, give rise to a lot of creativity. And uh, uh, Roger Corman uh, gave Nicholas Rogue his yeah. uh, a big break, didn't he? Yeah. Nicholas Rogue's the uh, cinematographer on Mask of the Red Death, and then yeah. he went on to make uh, p- performance. Um, the man's Hang on, I got two people confused. Don't, no, no, he did, didn't he? Don't look now. Yeah. Don't look now, and the man who fell to earth. That's right. That's yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Don't look now is one of those great horror films that I mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So people don't really talk about it because it's not immediately obvious that there's that link between no, those no. great. You wouldn't necessarily look no. at it, but, uh like well, a Robert Altman film ago, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. But then um, Scorsese, uh, lo- we, we talked about Plague of the Zombies. We, well, we've mentioned this before, haven't Scorsese we? Scorsese yeah. loved the hammer, yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff, and br- British British horror. Um, yeah, 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 actually, yeah, yeah. So, basically, everything that's good in cinema is because of British horror. I think that's the conclusion. <laughs> Overrating yes. that pudding? Yeah. No, right. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's, it's true. <laughs> uh, Okay, so I think you were, um, I think you went off on a tangent there, but uh, you you started off on a different point, but I don't think you actually got to what what your point was. You were saying about it being disjointed and characters. Oh, yes. Disappearing and not returning. Um, <coughs> that wasn't all because of innovation. That was also because this film started out as um, a Portman Two film. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be three stories interconnected. Yes. And so. That's why, like the judge and uh, Edmonton, and stuff, sort of disappear, and you can yeah. disappear. And <laughs> so, so there were supposed to be three stories, and they were supposed to have this overarching theme of the the, the kind of satanic yeah. monster thing reforming itself. But but the, the idea was is that each bit was a different had a different part that was involved. So so in the first section is the Simon Williams and his girlfriend go mad in the attic and the actual claw hand, clawed yeah. hand. The second bit was going to be the the children basically going mad and, and, and that kind of thing. And then the third bit was about, um, involved sort of witchcraft and uh, a witch hunting element. And and obviously they they, they looked at it and thought, actually... If we if we string these together, we can actually make a 
a whole uh, film out of it and and then make a whole you know make a whole sort of story and connect them all up I, which I think, I think is i think is, is a better approach a better approach and i think i think it i think it works i don't think it's not entirely successful all the time because it, it does feel it does feel like it kind of jumps from one bit to another every so often well yeah and there's characters you I mentioned that the, the yeah. Reverend Fallowfield just disappears. Yes. I mean, yeah. the, the coming and going of characters is quite distracting. Yes. But it, it, it's not like. No, it doesn't ruin it, but it's, no, it it's, it's, it's it quite strange. You know? yeah. It is quite strange. It doesn't take you out of it or anything. But it, did you just have a moment where you're watching a bit and you're thinking, hang on, what happened to those people earlier on? And yeah, yeah. yeah where have they gone? Absolutely. And sometimes they sort of weave back into the story yeah. but sometimes they don't yeah um, yeah and it's, and it's, beca- it's because it was written like it was Pulp Fiction yeah <laughs> again, again foreshadowing a great classic yeah <laughs> Evil Dead and Pulp Fiction <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but um, yeah obviously they drew back from that in, in the end I think, yeah. I think I think that was right creatively to do that um I don't know that this would have necessarily worked as a format two film. I think the, the stories possibly wouldn't have been distinct enough. It's, doing link stories is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and also, you know, it's not that. I mean, it, well, one day we'll do Dead of Night, which actually manages <laughs> to be genuinely scary, but more or, or often or not. It, yeah, they're a bit <clears throat> more of a laugh, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and obviously the quality varies, and yeah, I think by this stage as well, that sort of format was getting a bit, a bit stale as well, wasn't? It? Well, I mean, it was, but it didn't stop people making no, it films did like that. But, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there are plenty of them around that sort of time, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, no, I agree with that. So I think that was a good good choice, but it it sort of does make it a little bit of an odd film. But then again, that sort of adds to its its sort of charm and uniqueness. It I does, suppose. does, but I think also makes it a difficult proposition commercially. Um, I think this wasn't a hit. This was no. quite disappointing the reception. But you you can see that there's nothing to. I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's a great film. But there's not yeah. that much to latch onto. I mean, you know, I, I, lots for the Patrick Weimark and the Simon Williams fans to enjoy. But I mean, yeah. probably that's not a big audience. I, I mean, no. don't wait up. Obviously, a classic. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many of those fans were really in it for Nigel Havers. So <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Nigel Havers was one everyone liked, wasn't wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Simon Williams' character was a bit of a bastard, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He I remember that now. He was the kind of the other doctor. Oh, the other yeah. doctor in partnership. Yeah. Nigel Havers' dad was also a doctor, I think. Yeah. Not that it was really middle class. But everyone's <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised that this wasn't a big hit. And I'm also not surprised that it's gained a cult following. No. In fact, the League of Gentlemen, we mentioned my yeah. cases already, but the League of Gentlemen, I think, um, kind of uh, focused on this film when they got bored with The Wicker Man. 
not, yeah. not because they, they don't love the Wicker Man, because the Wicker Man's amazing, isn't it? But it's just such a cliche. I mean, we even <coughs> our friends who, yeah. who don't particularly like British horror films, yeah. they know about the yeah. Wicker Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, one of those films I think we've all seen yeah. <laughs> far too many times as well. So I, I guess what they've gone is, right, well, that's really good, but that's... You know, a bit yeah. of a cliche. Let's find an obscure one that's just as good, and they settled yeah. on this. And you know, fair, fair, fair enough. I mean, for for me, I would put it up there with Wicker Man and which one in general. I wouldn't necessarily say it was better or worse mm. than them, but it's definitely that level of quality. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you can't really rank them. I would say though, definitely better than now the screaming starts. There you go. I will go yeah. Yeah. Limb definitely. Say that. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a shame. Do you know that um, maybe if they had got Christopher Lee might have worked as the judge? Christopher yeah. Lee played um, Judge Jeffries in a Jess Franco film, didn't okay. he? The Bloody Judge. Well, that was a waste of time. You should have not done that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done this instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, 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 what were we watching? Where I'm sure we saw something where he was Christopher Lee was going on about how. Um, somebody told him that it was a good decision to go over and do European films, and and he absolutely thought it was a terrible decision. Well, <laughs> was that on that that um, what was it called that we watched the documentary thing? Many faces. Of yeah, Lee? could have been. Um, I, I I think Christopher Lee really liked being an international star. Yeah. He was multilingual. He he liked yeah. to do films in America. And England and mainland Europe, and he made a lot of films in mainland Europe. But the problem with some of those films is, I think think dubbing. I think the whole thing with dubbing makes it difficult. Yeah. When it's not even his voice, it's not Christopher Lee, and you're not using his voice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, so so so, I mean, they're all good films in that. I mean, I'm not that much of a fan of the European horror of this period mm. but he was in a lot of them yeah um, and well by the time you get to the 70s I think he was in the old sex film as well isn't there he was was he he was by mistake oh, okay. oh, oh, <laughs> I just wandered in um, <laughs> no no I, yeah well uh, there's a story in his autobiography this is nothing to do with uh, <laughs> but, but um w- He's doing a scene, um, and everyone's got their clothes on, and then he goes because he finishes his lines, and they see more shots, and all the actors have taken their clothes off and stuff. And he sees it, and he goes, "Oh no! I never realised it was going to be like this." <laughs> so that—that's um, well. There we go. That's a subject for another podcast. Well, it's not even. A, by then, it's not even a horror film. Didn't Vincent some price make Doctor Goldfoot? And <laughs> Doctor Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was sort of like a. I know that's a like joke. It's but a daft film. It's not really. It's not really. It's yeah. It's yeah, not really smart necessarily. No, maybe it's sort of a yeah Americanish type version. Yeah. But anyway, back to um, Blood on Satan's Claw. Shall we? Shall we wrap up with? Yeah, I the, think we could we could wrap up now. Yeah, there was a there was just one thing which I didn't get in earlier, just before we do wrap up, which was I thought it was really interesting, and and possibly a little unsubtle and obvious, but um, when when we first meet the Reverend right at the beginning, he seems to be playing with a snake, which given what, what happens later on, I thought was it's a kind of Garden of Eden thing. Yeah. Well, also he gets accused of you know. 
playing yeah. with his snake. <laughs> if you get what I mean later on. So it's like real, it's sort of a bit of foreshadowing as well as the Garden of Eden stuff. Well, I thought you were making some kind of biblical point. Well, no, there no, was, no, there was, there was, no, there is a biblical point as well. <laughs> but yes, there's also a, a smutty point. <laughs> that yeah. is quite weird that you yeah. mentioned that. Because it, it, I remember uh, when we when we saw that bit because it's quite early on in the film. I I I remember. I don't know if it's just because we watch a lot of films and talk about them, but I just saw that and thought that that's got to be some sort of symbolism and significance later on. Because I hadn't seen this film until then. Now, uh, shamefully enough, until we did this. Well, I yeah, you know, I had watched. It, I tried to watch it a couple of times, and always it started quite late. And, yeah, yeah. And, and if you try and watch this when you're tired, you are asleep in ten minutes. Yeah. Because it's got a hypnotic quality to it. <laughs> it lulls you in. There's no. Yeah. It's, it's not big action. It's not. Oh, uh, but it's, I think it's as well the the the. the also, you have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think as well the 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 fact that that characters sort of disappear gives you that kind of sleepy dream quality to it as well yeah. because you know if if you ever have dreams people just appear in your dreams and then the next minute they're just not there and there's no explanation for anything and true. you know and everyone carries on as if everything that happened carries on as if they were never there and it's a little bit like that uh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a sort of dream, it has a sort of dream like quality that's to what, it that's obviously i think an accident because of the it way is, it's yeah. Written, but yeah, yeah you're absolutely right yeah. and that's that's why to be honest, I never got to the end. I had yeah. tried to watch it, and I never got to the end until. until but, that, all, but that's also why I, I think that also perhaps is is why it, I found bits of it quite disturbing as well. In a way, it kind of unsettled me a bit. Oh well. Anyway, so we no, get on to our This is an intro to the questions, isn't it? Yeah. yeah the ending questions. Yeah. Feature. Hopefully, you can remember. I can remember them. It's all right. So the first question was asked: Is is did we like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely, I think this is is a is a classic. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And um, the second one is: uh, Does it hold up as a, a yeah, horror film? In it today? does. It really. It and this really is getting does. onto what we were talk- what I was just talking about. And in fact, it, it really does, and I think it is quite unsettling. And I think the subject matter is is quite unsettling even now, especially the middle section with the with the children. I, I would say. Well, teenagers, not children. It is very reactionary by today's yeah. standards. I yeah. make that point. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's not so, it's not like Nazis made it. It's not. No, it's not. Impossible. Yeah. So, but it's just, it's just, it's slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which, which isn't isn't a bad thing because you know so many of the the films we watch don't you know don't have that effect anymore. They're not kind of, they're not scary or. But creepy, but it's definitely managed to be creepy, but in creepy in in, in in weird ways, so not in obvious ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think almost the the, the least creepy bit is the first bit up in the attic because that's very yeah. that's that's a very sort of plays around with very standard things, you know, something oh, creeping yeah, around yeah. in the shadows and it almost shouldn't be there, should it? You know, seeing something out of the corner of their eye and noises and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's still very good, but it doesn't have the the effect that the rest of the film has. And you know, um, well, you obviously do know that um, our hero Barry Andrews goes back up into the attic to hide out, doesn't he? Because he does, yeah. Because he um, he doesn't want the witch finders to get him because yeah, he knows yeah, that yeah. He, he's got the mark of uh, 
the devil in. Yeah. And that is much creepier. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And as soon as something starts to happen, it just cuts away. Much better than yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. kind of fight with yeah. his own hand thing yeah. that Solomon Williams goes through. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, okay, last question. Um, Does it stand up? Was no, it? we've done that one. So, we, uh, is it scary? Which I think we just talked about. Excellent. So, yeah. I think we I think we answered... I think we answer all the questions at once, <laughs> we don't do. we? Quite often. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's um, let's knock this one on the head. Just apart from say, you know, go and yeah. watch this film. But then, um, this is not the only British horror that we like. Um, the next episode is going to come around, and um, we're going to. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the uh, snow is in the air. Not snow. The other thing. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, it's rain. rain. Yeah, it's rain. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and yes. Christmas so means special we're, British so horror. We're obviously recording this. It's it's the, the the tail end of November, 2015. Yeah. So uh, the next time the next time we record will probably be in December. It's very likely. So what we're what we're going to do is we're going to do the whole of December. We're going to devote all our recording sessions to doing. Episodes of Ghost Stories for Christmas. Yeah, we're not going to tell you which ones no, we're going to do. But we, but I will say we're not going to do the Treasure of Abbot Thomas. No, because we did that last year. Yeah. So um, you know, why, why not download that podcast to get into the Christmas spirit, yeah. and then come back to us for for um, a, a new episode, which will be available well at some time. Yeah. Um, some, sometime soon. Let's hope. Um, and which will um, which will deal with some of those those well possibly MRJ. I'm not going to commit even no, to MRJ. No, exactly. It's just ghost stories. Yeah. For it's Christmas. like it's like Christmas. It's like you're getting presents and unwrapping them and saying what you've got. You know, we could even not say what it is in the title or the or the podcast. So we pe- could do. So people have to download it in order that's to work great, out what we're talking. That's a great. Story. It's like unwrapping a present. It could be, <laughs> and it could also totally backfire. But yes. Could backfire, couldn't it? <laughs> I, I'm assuming that people basically listen to these because they're interested in the particular things we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so if we don't say what we're going to talk about, that might be well, exactly. Time. And then they 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 won't be able to watch them either. So, so I assume a, some people do actually watch the films it, we're, a, we're going to talk about. That, so that's a pretty, you know. I mean, we don't really make any money out of this anyway, so we we could do something as ridiculously. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll <laughs> just we'll just leave it all a big mystery. So just watch this space, but don't watch it because it's an audio well, thing. Well, you know, because you can watch it on on or look at it anyway on <laughs> on, on um, our Facebook page, ah, which is very never. British horror, oh, and also on our Twitter feed, which is um, very Brit horror, and. Not on our email, but if you want to just go in and, and tell us your favourite uh, um, ghost story for Christmas uh, episodes, you can you can email us at a very British horror at gmail dot com. Please do that. So yeah, do do that. Yeah. So hopefully the audio has been good this week, and um, it will be good in future. You mean you mean the quality and there's no um, there's no. Uh, noise on it don't you that's what you mean otherwise that sounds quite arrogant well that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do mean, I, I do mean that hopefully you can clearly hear the words we are saying yes I can't really hope for any more than that yeah 
But until we come back, I've been Chris Denton. And I'm still Paul Monk. Good night. Bye-bye.